Welcome back, everybody, to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network with me, your host, the big birthday boy. That's right. By the time you hear this, it will be Earth Day, which is my birthday. The big dude was born with the rhyme. Like I said, welcome to Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets at the Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, the man behind the madness at MLB, moving averages on the Twitter machine. That's Big Johnny Stud, the big guy with the big mouth from the Big Apple. I'm the host of the Cork Stats Podcast at the FTN Network. You could find my work at FTN Bets right now. The yearly package is very affordable, averaging out like less than $10 a week, which is really an attainable goal, and I take it very, very personally. It's not just winning picks, but we get mindset. You get risk management. I'm going to help you set up trading accounts and risk calculators. I really take it very personally that my people, the Cork Stats crew, are the sharpest in the bunch. Remember, everybody, before we get started, hit the like button. Don't just hit it. Go get something heavy. Take two hands and overhand smash the like button and subscribe to the Mayo Media Network. Get inside the comments and tell Big Pat, the boss man, how good of a job I'm doing. And you got to keep bringing me back because everybody just keeps having so much fun and making so much money. And that just ain't talk. Somebody showed me a $40,000 winner and man was I shaking in my chair loving every bit of that. This show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Everybody, the link is going to be in the description. You got to sign up with the promo code MMN. MLB, Mayo Media Network, Major League Baseball, you get 100% match on deposit, and I think that's really, really a great way to get started, you know, we could feel a little trepidatious, maybe be a little scared about starting something new, but they're going to give you the kind of money to get started, which I like, you know, you just kind of um, fund it and get going right away, also one more thing, I like that we can play together, DFS, which I do love, we have to play against each other, particularly for the million, when it comes to something like prize picks, we get to pool information, root together, and play against the house, anybody that's not familiar, it's basically daily fantasy baseball, but you're trying to parlay individual players, meeting over or unders on, you know, certain point levels, I generally go over, a single is three points, a double is five, triple eight, home run ten, then runs, ribbies, walks, and hit by pitch are two, steals are five. The reason it's going to matter, our first target for tomorrow, Jose Ramirez needs five points against Domingo Harmon. Man, I know J-Ram has not been great, but there really is a point in time where something is too cheap. You heard those point values. Five points is a single and a run or, you know, a single and a walk at some point, which isn't really a great game. But really, this play is centered around Herman. I know he plays for my New York Yankees, but he has really struggled so far in 2021. Seven innings pitched, seven earned runs. Last time I checked, when you have as many earned runs as you do innings pitched, you're in trouble. Seven Ks to two walks, the ERA at nine, the whip at two. None of those any good. The OPS at 1142. Yes, I double-checked it. That number just jumps off the page. It's a 15% bow rate. That has materialized in four home runs. I was looking at the Savant page, you know, people, you come to me. I'm talking fast enough to try and get as many details into these 20 minutes as I can. The sinker and the curve are getting hung. Man, they each have a 600 Woba against. That is just really, really bad. So like I said, there is a point where someone is too cheap. I think J-Ram, you know, he has the historically good contact metrics and the ballpark, the surrounding environment is going to be great in New York. So I really think we get that. We might get that in the first inning. Let's go to the second play. It's Colin Moran and that big old beard. Loving that. He's going up against the walking earn run. 
Jose Urania. This one is really a bit of a mix. Moran's been really hot. Last seven, batting average at 300. Two doubles, two bombs, six ribbies. OPS at 1,000. Again, you'll notice I kind of mentioned the same metrics. That is an attack metric for us. He's a 435 Woba in that span. That is excellent. And Urania, man, we can go all the way back to 2019. It's a 5 ERA. It's a 1.5 whip. It's a 10% walk rate, 40% hard hit rate. Again, all the things we look for. His OPS allowed is over 800. And his Woba against is over 340. 40, all those things that we want to attack, attack, attack. So I'm telling you, you take J-Ram, you take Moran. Moran needs seven points. By the way, you're going to pack them both up. I wouldn't be surprised if 45 minutes into the day, we are walking to the window getting ready to count some paper. And it's time for the next section here, the Daily Fantasy Recap. I'm going to take you around the league for news and notes. You know, injuries are happening fast, and it's one, it can be hard to kind of keep up with everything. But then on top of it, we need to be able to filter that information and find out maybe what's actionable, and then even more so, what kind of subsequent and actionable moves are there afterwards. So let's do our best to get right through it. You know, the big guy, number one fantasy pick overall, Ronald Acuna, left the game the other day, and like a million voices suddenly went silent, and we were all really scared, but... It turns out it's like a minor abdomen thing. I'm hearing day-to-day. He hit off a tee. He did some other baseball activities on Wednesday. He won't be available off the bench. But... With it being cold in New York, it sounds like he'll be in for Friday, so that's really good news. And when Acuna says he's all right, it's all systems go for that guy. I guess if you want, you could fade him one day in DFS, but I wouldn't be surprised if he comes out and hits a leadoff homer. Uh, Today, this news just kind of came out, and uh, there are some victory laps going on Twitter already, such is life, man. But Denelson Lament, the stud for the San Diego Padres, after all this rehab, they said he didn't need surgery, he was feeling strong, he started throwing, he was on a program, they put him on a hill tonight in a major league game, and two innings later, he had a right forearm tightness and had to leave, and of course, I am not a doctor, I don't play one on social media, but I know that that's not a good news, you know, I mean, one, I feel like either they rushed him back and they're either way behind in rehab that should have been happening or isn't, or this is something new, either way, Lamed is totally in trouble, if I had him in Dynasty, I'd probably be looking to get anything for him right now, unfortunately. You may have seen the last of him. Let's stay in the first round with Fernando Tatis. He is back, which is fantastic news. I talked about that earlier on in the season. Not to overreact when guys get hurt. You know, you heard that initial headline. He was going to be out a few months, and maybe you rage dropped him. That's a mistake. Always wait for confirmation. You know, make sure that he's either put on that 60-day IL, you know, before you drop a guy like that, although he has not been good. And I am the type of player to bench these guys. I, I don't mind waiting for him to show me first you know we can go Missouri on this guy you gotta show me first pal because it's been two for 19 with a one home run and a 40% strikeout rate since he came back that is not viable regardless of the name on the back of his jersey something that really tends to mislead us rather than lead us let's keep going on we're going to LA with the Angels and Anthony Rendon good news for him with the groin he's said he's really really close to returning he won't be coming right off on uh, Wednesday but it looks like he'll be back for the weekend, which is tremendous news again. I think they were getting him back to 100%. He's a professional hitter. I think it's all systems go for Rendon. If you are an NFBC high-stakes player, I think you definitely start him on Friday. I'm not even really thinking about it. Then we're off to the dirty, dirty for the Braves. Got a little bit of good news and a little bit of bad news. I guess, man, 2021, that's not that bad of a dealt hand. So Drew Smiley, the starting pitcher who had been really effective last year, had a lot of antennas kind of boop 
poked up in the air to see him with those crazy strikeout rates. He got hurt. He will return to start Saturday against the Diamondbacks. That's really good. When it comes to pitchers, well, in fantasy, you probably didn't start him because you didn't know. If you're in a daily moves league, I generally wait, and the Diamondbacks are kind of hitting a little bit. So I'd probably let him show me first. That was the good news. Then a little bit of bad news with ace Mike Soroka. He was out, missed the beginning of the season with the Achilles. Of course, I kind of fell for it. I, I usually don't fall for injury news, but I did. He was throwing from flat ground, and they said he was just a couple weeks away. This was a few weeks before the season started, so I thought even if he missed a start or two, that we'd be in pretty good shape considering his draft cost, and something else happened. That was like a shoulder that popped up, and he's yet to even resume throwing, so I got he felt discomfort in the right shoulder while working out at the alternate training site. Uh, he'll be pushed back to at least mid to late May, so yikes for Mike Soroka, maybe if you're looking to buy low or kind of add early, maybe it's a Bryce Wilson for the Braves. He's kind of been tossed around a little bit. He might end up having to get a start or two. So I think that's all the pertinent news and notes around the league. It's time for the DraftKings Daily Dose with me, the big dude. Let's get at it. Tomorrow's a bridged, short, but featured slate on DraftKings tomorrow. I'm not always a big chalk eater, but sometimes chalk is good chalk. And, like, you know, good chalk is the kind of chalk that wipes away clean and doesn't, like, get all over your clothes. So I think that's a good chalk tomorrow in Walker, Bueller, Texas, Ranger, going off at 10 Gs for the L.A. Trolley Dodgers. And he's got the Friar Tux. They're playing the Padres again tomorrow. So, you know, must-watch TV aside, sometimes that narrative will push people away from wanting to go against the Padres. But I'm going to make that point in just about a second. We go back to 2019 for Bueller. 234 innings pitch. That's a full set. Three ERA, one flat whip. The OPS right at 600. He's excellent. 29% K to 5% walk. A 29%, 24% K minus walk, I should say, is just fantastic. And all the underlying strikeout metrics are well in place. Exactly what you want to see. 30% CSW. That's cold strikes plus whiffs. And a better than 12% swinging strike rate. That's exactly where that comes from. His chase rate is better than average at 34%. And he has a low in-zone contact rate. So Bueller can get at you inside the zone. Something that you know I want to see from my ace. And when he does get in the zone and you get to stick on the ball, he's hard to do damage with. A lot of good math right here. I like to say on my show, 42% ground ball with a 37% hard hit rate and a sub 5% bow rate equals one home run per nine. Exactly what we like. We pop the hood on those expected advanced metrics. They're looking really good. He's a sub 300x Woba in that time and a sub 365x Woba on contact. Those are very important metrics, of course, when we're paying up. However, I would have to point out something I do say. We have to peel off the layers of the onion sometimes, even if it makes us cry. There is maybe a red flag for 2021. The Ks are down a bit. The heart rate rate is up a touch. The fastball is down a half mile an hour. I feel like maybe I'm Maybe I'm going a little too far, but we've seen six innings pitched every single time and at least 90 pitchers thrown. People were worried about usage. That's no longer an issue for Bueller. I think it's all systems go. San Diego Padres, the Padres just haven't really been very good. 95 WRC plus on the season. That's 5% worse than average. And they're a bottom five team as far as elevation goes, plus contact. And, you know, Tatis being the tide that kind of rises all ships. When he's out, that team is missing a spark. And I think we're really seeing at the Padres last seven seriously struggling. OPS at 560, bow rate below 5, 255, Woba. I think we're definitely going to 
get at the Padres with Bueller's. We're going to get distance. We're going to get K's. And we're going to get the W. I'm going to give you one cheap option, too. Give me Alex Can of Corn on the Cobb. I know people are going to see the surface stats. 12 innings, 6 earned runs, but, but, but. Like a big shaking butt on this one. Pump the brakes. When you come to me, we're going to go a little bit deeper. We're going to get into the peripherals and stuff and see maybe the why. Man, those that ERA is a bit scary at 4 or 5. Not something we would normally stream. However, the K metrics are off the page. 35% K to 4% walk. A 30% K minus walk is just insane. He's a 46% O swing and a 78% in zone contact. 19% swing strike rate. These things are absolutely off the page. Just incredible. Even if they are unsustainable, at least give me that guy, right? Because there are a lot of bad pitchers in this slate. At least give me the guy that you're scratching your head how he did something so great. So if he found something, unlock something, the velo is good. He's on at least five and two-thirds. And we spoke about usage. He's thrown at least 97 pitches in each one. So you got to like that. And again, there's a little more narrative for everybody. He's going up against the Astros, who people don't like to face. However, the Astros are not very good right now. They just had to stall all the breaks, and some guys are missing still. Last seven for Houston, OPS at 518. Yikes, the K rate, not any good. The bow rate below 4, 240, Woba, 57 WRC+. plus. I believe that's the worst in the league in that frame. So you could definitely get after Houston. And I'm not going to leave you alone just with some arms. We're going to get some sticks in there too. I know it's a bit chalky, but we're going to save money on Cobb. So I think you want to get the Red Sox in there. We're looking at the top end guys. Guys that are swinging right now. It's Bogert. It's Verdugo. But if you go with the other big stack, which I like is the Cubs. The reason I like the Cubs, not only are there big hitters hitting, but they also hit lefties. So it's all the matchups right now. So that's Bryant and Rizzo, Contreras and Baez. You could stack the whole group. So if you do that, you might not have money for the expensive Red Sox. I'm going to give you a backdoor plan too. get the back of the Red Sox in there too. Arroyo, Dalback, and Kike are all swinging hot sticks. You get them cheap. And like I said, be able to fill them in with other expensive pieces. So I think just like that, I like to keep it simple. We got our one ace, we got one value pitcher, and then we got some big sticks, but the cheaper sticks are going to be on good teams in good situations that we're expecting a lot of runs from. All right, everybody, we're ready for the last segment, the one that's the nearest and dearest to my heart. We're going to be talking about betting baseball people, which is what I do best. Remember, you can hop on FTN Bets. If you want to get with us, check out the package. If you want just a little bit more of what I do, I get down and get the electron microscope out on every single game, on every single main slate, doing the 115 off the crack of the bat, 110 miles an hour out of the mouth thing every single day on Cork Stats FTN Network. Make sure you subscribe as soon as you subscribe to this show on YouTube. That's a Mayo Media. Network, Fantasy Baseball Picks and Bets, both here on YouTube and on your podcast subscriber. All right, let's get into these bets. Let's make some money. I have been hot to death. I mean, listen, my algorithm not only has, you know, 2,200 man hours in it and my blood, my sweat, my tears, the love and the need of my family to eat behind it, but it's like the Black Panther suit. You know, the more you kind of beat this thing, the more you feed it, the stronger it gets. And we're already into the part of the season where public narrative is chasing people, where we're focused on peripherals and starting to make a lot of money we just had another clean sweep today we're doing really great i'm loving the feedback and listen we're having fun doing it and people are learning i mean i don't know how could you get any better let's get down and do some of this thing that we do so very well with the big dude man sometimes it's very intuitive people and i see seattle i see boston i see justin dun 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 and i see nick pavetta i smell 
gasoline cans and they're leaking and I think there's a burning match over there. Listen, sometimes it's that simple. We have two really good offenses, we have two really bad pitchers, and we have a really good hitting environment. Listen, you just smash that over. However, I would like to add one caveat. If you have the ability to, I would make this an F5 play again. When you come to me, it's context and I would never leave you with as simple as pitching bad, hitting good, you know. If you can get the F5, you want to eliminate the bullpens. Both of these bullpens have been very good. However, that being said, I think we go over the nine and a half runs, you know, easily. I think we might go over that before the F5 is done. But I do just like to give everybody that context. So I think you could smash that one pretty easily. Then let's see. Um, Next up. Okay, I was looking at the board. And this is something I suggest to people who are getting into betting or into handicapping. Do your analysis first. Do your work. Get the confidence behind it. Then get ready to take your action, and one of those things being to shop the board. The reason I say this is, if you look at the board and the prices, before you do your analysis, I almost feel like it's impossible to not have that skew it. So I don't look at the board before I do my analysis, and I thought that the Angels were going to be a favorite tomorrow over Houston. Houston's offense we talked about before, they're not very good. They're really, really struggling, and the Angels are doing it all. They're hitting and just doing everything. They're pitching, but they're an underdog. There's that public narrative. So I think you can get the L.A. run line, or let me give you another little hint here, people. I don't mind, you know, I'm not opposed to taking the plus one and a half, that run line where you can cash a bet and lose the game. The problem with that, of course, is the juice, something I am allergic to. But, 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 one more big shaking butt before we get out of here. What you can do with something like that. Now, I'm not a, I'm not the type to recommend parlays with crazy odds. And to me, that's not how you win. I win by grinding out profits, being a strong probabilistic scenario. However, that being said, you can pair two favorites and get better than even money and I have something for you right there so I'm liking LA Angels with the plus one and a half you'll get that as a heavy dog but I think then you could pair that with the Dodgers money line and now you don't have to worry about it if the Angels don't take care of business I think if they lose it'll be close and be by one plus they may win and I think the Dodgers probably run away with it so there's a little bit on you know just maybe a different approach not everybody always goes after the money lines because especially today's day and age the bullpens are so wonky and these extra inning rules which is the very last thing that I wanted to get to people notice that I did say I was taking or recommending an over I should say something you won't hear me do at all this season in a nine inning game is recommend an under okay unders are now done for if you want an under you take it first five and you bet on the pitching the starting pitching I should say doing its thing you can not bet on nine inning unders anymore because of the extra inning rules. I mean, if you've been under a rock and you don't know, in the 10th, you start with a man on second base. And, you know, you don't need to be a baseball pro to know that that could score a run without a hit. So, in theory, you could have teams just trading off runs, blowing up that total. So, where I'm not a big over guy, the new rules are making me a bit of a full game over guy, right? So, I want my overs to be nine innings. I want my unders to be five innings. So, there's like a little something, like I said, it's not just... The who. I don't just like to say, here. Here is fish. Eat fish today. Sometimes, for me, it's more than, I'll teach you to fish. You could fish tomorrow. I teach you to fish to the point that you could teach someone else to fish. And that just kind of builds out. You end up with a butterfly effect and a culture of fishermen. Something that you'll hear me say again on the Corked Stats Podcast. I hope to see you soon. Tomorrow will be on YouTube Live. Tuesday and Thursday, Corked Stats is on YouTube. Every other day, it's on the FTA Network Podcast. So, people, I think that's it. From the big guy with the big mouth from the big apple. Like I said, rate, review, and subscribe to MMN. 
Props to Patty Mayo. If you're not following him on Twitter, you're doing at least one thing wrong. And listen, get in the comments and tell him what we're doing right. And then, you know, come tomorrow or the next day, I want to see those winning tickets because this information should not be free, but it is. So turn that into some money, everybody. Remember, very last lesson. No one is really just going to give it to you. You always got to go get it, okay? You're only going to get out what you put in, everybody. Remember, happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. All right, 39 years old. Oh, my God, I can't believe it. I was 40. I'm just going to write everybody. Please, I love you. It is my birthday, so I got to go or I'm going to get in trouble with the wife. So, everybody, take care. Peace.